Hey, you. Welcome to oh. Bonehead. Oh, I almost burped. Welcome to Bonehead. <laughs> We're all excited because Chad now is Lord Montague of, what is it called again? I thought he was Lord High Muckety Muck. What's the name of the thing from the Fraggles? I don't know. That oh, one the guy Lord died High in Trashy. Britain. Yeah. Lord Prince High Trashy. Philip. Prince Philip. <laughs> Never got to be king. In all fairness, I do look like I'm a 99-year-old. <laughs> Hold on. No, you just, just, you just. I don't have, I've actually wait, Prince Phil, isn't that what isn't that 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 piercing you get on your on your on your penis there? Is it? Isn't that what that's called? I thought that was a isn't that a Prince Edward? No, that's a cigar. He's in a I can, thought that was, right? I thought it was Prince Albert. Prince Albert's Prince in Albert. a can. Well, you better let him out. Is your refrigerator running? <laughs> <laughs> All the reason we know these jokes, ladies and gentlemen, is because we watched 1990s It miniseries <laughs> 472 times with Tim Curry. <laughs> just saying them over and over well that's the reason why i know these jokes well, i know welcome. because i love old vaudeville you do you do i've been trying to get you 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 they say he's in mississippi he's literally in the cat skills <laughs> yep playing the people that never left their summer vacation exactly if i could get that's a an job obscure in, reference that only about five people in our audience are going to if get. i could get a job in the borscht belt i hope I'd be you made. can live you can entertain oh. anywhere so today's topic I'm, I'm glad we're finally doing it. It's about movie cliches, or as I used to call them, cliches. Movie cliches that just TV cliches, entertainment cliches that just piss us off. Yeah, true. Again. Like when, you know, one tropes of mine is it's like word. when uh, people call cliches uh, tropes. <laughs> and you, that, that do anything for anybody? That get anything? Is that New Yorker humor? Could I get an article? Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. I can't read. <laughs> And you know, I don't know if, we, and I hope no nobody has this as their example because I'm afraid I'm, I'm sorry if I do, but you know, like an example of a movie cliche that just takes that takes some people out of the movie is the the always used five 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 number. That's exactly the one I was going to use. That's probably the most well known. Like five 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 doesn't exist. You see it. That's actually the oh. b- second or third best line in Ford Fairlane. Yeah. Does anybody remember that with Andrew Dos Clay? Yeah, and I rem- I've forgotten the line. Here's what it is. So the girl wants his phone number because, you know, he's Avengers of Ford Fairlane and he's Andrew Dice Clay. And you got to remember, you got to put that in context. There was not a bigger comedian on earth than Dice right about that time. There's about right. a year or two there. He was actually bigger than Kennison. And there's a lady in a club trying to get his number. He gives it to her. She goes, five, five, five. That's just some bullshit. They're making them just, you know, that's some bullshit in the movies. He goes, yeah, what the fuck do you think this is real life? And then walks off. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. it because five, five, five is bullshit. It's not a real number, but we and, still use it. And you, and then what's even funnier. And I don't think it's used anymore. It, 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 it petered out in the nineties is when people try to get away from the five, five, five cliche by using KL five. I've and never like, even noticed. I don't even know. You know you, you've never seen well, that, that one. Where no, goes, it doesn't even make sense. Are they in Britain? You can't no, no, KL5 and KL five oh, is it. still five, five, five. I get it. <laughs> okay. Where are but they also, in Britain? Is this, actually, that's, isn't the KL5 actually a historical res, a re, reference to Klondike 5? Well, I mean, the old number system. I like ice cream. Do you have some? Oh, I bring history and I get welcomed with what, whatever What did you do this for is. a Klondike bar? Nothing. They taste like I, shit. I, I blow James. Hey, 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 they're not hey, bad. They're just. Hey. 
vanilla they, as ice soon cream. As you put, as soon as you put they one in your hand, you're starting to get chocolate all over your fingers. What's the well, problem? that's probably that's a, sounds awesome. To... I don't understand what your problem is. You're supposed to eat them. <laughs> Only a man with a pelican hat is going to go ahead and bitch about chocolatey fingers and not lick them. Speaking and of also, licking chocolatey fingers, James, can I lick your fingers? You're supposed to eat it, Chad, not hold it in your hand. What type of world do you live in? Let I me hold like this ice cream for a few hours. That'll be fun. Don't get me started on the fact that they charge more for a Klondike donut, which is just basically less of a Klondike bar that dumbs the, the bastards. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. It's I a Klondike bar with a hole in it. I don't live your wealthy lifestyle. That must be, do you, you get that at the K. Their... Roger place? I can't I go don't. there. <laughs> Save a lots hasn't done got them yet. No. <laughs> and I don't even get name brand Klondike bars. I get like, you know, whatever the generic is. Polar bear pies or whatever. I was going to say Antarctic freezer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, I was like really going to make a horrible joke. I'm going to keep it to myself. I'm going to piss off the 5% of people that don't listen to us. Yeah, I was about to say the you might have you might it'll be borrowed from Family Guy. You might upset the fan. Yeah, don't don't ruin that Nicholas <laughs> Meyer cred. The fan to decide. Yeah, yeah, we did. We've had a bump from God bless him, Nicholas Meyer. The the one guest, and it means nothing. I, I I know Nick is going to get pissed, but I don't. Nicholas Meyer is, is smarter than us. <laughs> After Chad had you had to go, I don't know if you heard me or not before I said it, but after the interview, I told James, "Boy, he's smarter than me." Well, and, and not and James. He, James no. more educated. No, I. I get ah, yeah, he's probably looks. smarter than me. But he's not a lord or an esquire. He's just a doctor. I know. See, you didn't accidentally just have some bullshit gene where you got to be somebody accidentally in the whole no. big gamut of. No, I had to earn what I got, like a sucker. Ah, dumbass. Anyway, let's get back to movie cliches. That's one. So I'm going to go first because I, for the first time in well over a year, uh, adventured out to the movie theater and I saw Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong. I don't remember. Which one is it, by the way? Seriously, is it King Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla? No, it's Kong. Kong. It's just Kong, but I can't remember which way it goes. It, It doesn't matter. It's fun. It's dumb as a box of rocks and it's fun. I enjoyed it. it. James, you were saying earlier, escapist entertainment. It very much is. It was nice to come back and, and and do Kong versus. But here's what's driving me crazy. Chad and I were talking about certain things in the movie that are driving us crazy. But this is this is throughout a lot of movies and especially these, but other movies. Who pays for all this shit? Who pays for it? Kong is living. You do not. Kong is living in some sort of huge dome where they can, he doesn't even know that he can see outside. And and then they've got a tunnel that connects. Chad, is it is it St. Pete Beach to China? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I'm not yeah. being a smart ass, am I? No, yeah, it's, no, yeah, it's a it's a it's huge over, tunnel. It's a huge yeah. tunnel that connects the redneck Riviera to Hong Kong. Kong, yeah. It Why just they came out of that place? I have no idea. I'm fine. I hey, I like I like the Gulf of Mexico and Florida, but I'm just who paid for that? Who dug it? Yeah, I don't Never know. Never explains. And then they could they act like it's a huge secret, and I'm like, there's no way that could have been a secret. The only movie that is ever, to my knowledge, explained of where or tried to explain of all these secret corporations or this huge ass government conspiracy, because believe me, watch the news. The government is damn near incapable of covering up anything. The only one that explained it was Independence Day. Do you guys remember this? 
Oh yeah, and yeah. They go yeah, to yeah. Area Fifty Four and uh, what's Area Fifty One. That's what I said. Studio Fifty Four. I was actually Myers. thinking of Car Fifty Four. They go to Car Fifty Four, <laughs> and Fred Gwynn said, "Listen, where are you? Yeah, I couldn't find you. Where you been? Where you been? Where you been? Oh." And then Buster Poindexter answered him. I can't remember the guy's real name who was in the remake. Anyway. They're the only ones that explain it. it goes, ha, you think they really pay $50 for a washer? What's a washer is five cents or whatever the line is. Yeah, yeah. Only yeah, movie yeah. that's ever taken the time to explain it. Who pays yeah. for all this shit? Monarch. What is the other name of the company, Chad? The other one? I don't even remember. Oh, you're catching me off guard. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It would cost trillions of dollars. Not billions, trillions. Well, now here's the flip side of that. And and let me just say. This is, I'm going to give a historical example that's going to sound Holy terrible. Shit. Somebody gets a PhD in, high, in history Ooh, of education and he goes, it, I don't want to do a historical true, example. Who paid for the pyramids? Well, that's slave labor. Yeah. Exactly, Joe. You just clone a bunch of humans, make them do slave labor. But in all well, they didn't so, bother to explain that in Kong versus Godzilla. Well, because it'd be a bit of a downer. Yeah, like if the movie was. As opposed to. Go ahead, Chad. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, if you want to, if, if James is going historical, I'm going to give a historical answer. They also paid them in beer. Beer's a lot more <laughs> transferable than than cash. They paid him in butter's milk. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe everybody up. got one one uh, you know Kong hair or something. Yeah, it'd be collectible, right? You got one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I now I'm doing different lines that don't start with Kong hair. I'm one Kong hair away. <laughs> I can get oh. away with that one in polite society. Dude, I, got the the knuckle, I got a no, toe no, knuckle hair. I want my money. Is that, is that, uh, <laughs> you have is, a toe is, knuckle. I saw it when you were walking the other day. What is it? Is it, uh, is it a moose knuckle? Crazy Larry and Dirty Mary. Is that Dirty Mary? Yeah. Dirty yeah. Mary, Crazy Larry. It, it's got a bunch of lines that work really well with that that he says to her. And I'll, yeah. That. Yeah. You're one Kong hair. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I one braid, thing. I will braid your Kong hair. Kong. <laughs> which by the way who does their hair like i would imagine he's a giant ape don't they have to worry about parasites and stuff like that is that explained in the film it is not but i do because have another... i want to do that movie that's the movie well, we they, need to pitch. they did james it's called cloverfield no he ain't has, got no a... hair but he had yeah. parasites well that's true oh, and they ate people that's right i want to talk about the people that have to go in and you know comb out kong's hair and check for lice and mites and stuff and give him flea dips somebody's got to do that that's a job they did talk about his smell in this one i'll give them that yeah they did mention that i've got one other complaint about giant monster lizard movies now chad and i've talked if about you shame gamera i'll burn your house down. i don't even know how to do that chad and i've talked previously about uh and we've i guess we all three have why do all aliens come here and, and all they ever want to do is take our natural resources and kill them? <laughs> no, right? not There's only, not a ton of planets on the way here that don't have ore. Not only that. I not only get, that, Joe. They don't come to Earth. They come to America. America. Yeah, well, that's getting to my next point. When was the last time a giant creature landed somewhere that wasn't a big city or made their way to the nearest big city because Bloomingdale's is having a fucking sale. Why do they got to go to New York? I've got one. What? Stitch. Stitch. Remember, that's the entire thing with Stitch. He's supposed Stitch to go is to this city. small. But 
he's supposed to go to huge cities and yeah. destroy them, right? And he and can't. still everyone's left shoe, James. Yeah, and he can't because where does he land? This small island of, in Hawaii. Of Hawaii. But, I, but I think that was that was Disney. That was the creators of Lilo and Stitch parroting that whole. Oh, trope. exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. I oh, he said trope here. again. Everybody yep. take a drink. Oh. oh. I keep drinking the sugar-free Kool-Aid. I'm gonna get drunk. I think that's how that works. So my favorite, my favorite trope is trope Beverly Hills because shopping is their greatest skill. Which obviously God fucking Zilla wants to do because that's where he's going is downtown Hong Kong, right? (laughs) Why? Why do they always go to the big city other than to knock some shit down? They can Uh, do that out in Utah. Flip side of that, and I don't know if this is explained, and it may not be the reason they have, or they just want a cool action scene. But if I had to give a justification, if this was a James Thomas monster film, they need the power grid. They draw nope, energy from the power Not in this particular grid. one. No, I know. I know it's not. It's probably never been used. But if you held it, it had, in my I, head. I think that has actually, been Actually, there is a horror movie that uses that, yes. Well, I think the Japanese have used that before in, in, yeah. in well, Godzilla yeah. films. That, yeah. that, that should be... It's a throwaway line you use. Oh, they must be searching out the power grid. There you go, Hollywood. I'll In fact, I think the first Godzilla, you know, the the nuclear reactors. But once again, yeah. I just don't understand why. Why you do know, they who, have to go to downtown? The parking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and it the streets sucks. are so narrow. The streets are narrow. The parking sucks. People are rude. I don't they go just, to downtown. Maybe I'm just, I want an old man Godzilla film. If I got Logan, (laughs) if I got fucking, why can't I get old man Godzilla? (laughs) Man, I want to go to downtown. There's nowhere to park. They're all out there. I got the mask on. None of them got the mask on. (laughs) So, oh man, that would be the world's best scene. Fire in them. Are you breathing radiation beam in them? Yes. Why? So coming in 2023, Joe Lewis writes, Godzilla attacks Schenectady. 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 Oh, not the idea plant. Although, <laughs> I get my ideas. Although Connectedy would be a cool name for a town. <laughs> Where all these cliches meet. We call it Connectedy. <laughs> I all live right. over on Deus Ex Machina <laughs> in Connectedy. Thank you, James. I, I live over on Cameo Street. A bunch of famous people are there, but I right down from Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> yeah. Where did they come Street from? Is... They just appeared. Moved us along. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Uh, who? who the so I'm. Going I'm going to. I'm going to jump in because mine is along that same lines of where does the money come from, but on a much, much smaller scale. Because <laughs> it's one of those things I see in in movies and TV shows that just throws me out of, of the, of whatever's going on in that scene. Every time I see it, it's you're a, you're a, you're a secret government agency and you're, you're trying to, to hide these secrets from all of the, all of the world. And this one person comes in and he pulls a manila folder and the manila folders have the logo of the fucking corporation. <laughs> it's going to be, uh, it's going to be Monarch. <laughs> It drives me. I have seen it so many times. Of a oh Manila. God, now I want to. I want to write that sitcom where I work at the top secret print shop. It's like, oh, yep. listen, we're gonna print this on the folder, but then you're gonna have to mind wipe me. Immediately and can I just? And, and can I just point out? I did a little research. I can't find any place that prints shit on Manila folders. 
No place. I can't oh, find a place. Somebody. I'm sure there's some place. Dude, I think there's a business. But there have we for ever you. worked? I have worked for. I have worked for state government. I have worked for for yeah. um, two oh, scale organizations. By, you were employed by state government. I don't know if state government works. <laughs> Vaudeville. I have never I seen a folder. <laughs> I have he still I have never though. seen a folder with a damn logo on it. It's always just a plain manila folder. And I'm never I'm like, and if you're a top secret government agency, where are you ordering these things from? <laughs> you know, well, you, you know why you haven't found one of those companies, Chad? Because to get their business proposal to the bank to say they want to make those, they need a folder with the logo print on it. And the company doesn't exist yet. It's a paradox. <laughs> it loops. Yeah. One, one great example of this, and it's a horrible show, and I still don't understand how Arrow lasted eight seasons. Um, well, fans uh, and, and sponsors, they Oh, God, it's, for, shut up, James. It's still and, terrible. Uh, I don't want to uh, be, don't a lot of you people like Arrow? I, I Silas, like it. I watch people. it with Silas. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a good action show. It just, Chad's upset because it has nothing to do with the source material he loves. Yeah, and they, 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 it's Batman. But they couldn't still, afford Batman. I've mentioned it before. It's still my favorite episode when they have to go to Gotham and, and Arrow keeps going, Batman doesn't actually exist. He's an urban myth <laughs> or urban legend. There is no such thing as a Batman. But and I, know, I, That episode, what is that, six seasons in, they yeah, probably did that ends. joke. And I'm like, oh, that is that, that episode was hilarious. Well, and, you know, so there's this, there's this secret organization that's not supposed to exist that nobody knows about called is it called artist james or art argus argus mm-hmm. argus and every time they infiltrate argus they find a folder and the folder has the fucking logo of argus on it. <laughs> so i'm like <laughs> why 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 do these folders keep popping up in movies and tv and then you know side note how many uh, government agencies put a red confidential stamp on it so nobody can open it oh it's confidential you can't open it <laughs> I mean, I know it's pretty much like writing Pandora's box on it, right? Yeah, exactly. Whatever you though, do, do not open this shit up. And what I know it's a do? Hack- I want to open it up. And I know it's a hackney thing to to entice the audience to get their brains moving. For example, but it does like, exist too, right? I mean, does you it? Can look I've at never de- seen. A yes, folder. if you look at declassified material from the 1950s and 60s, stamped in the corner will be confidential. Do you also get pissed off when the casket says Aculard or Dr. Aculard? <laughs> Lucard. Lucard. Lucard or Aculard. Yeah, Do you also sure. get mad at that? Dr. Aculard. <laughs> I'm just asking if you do. No, I just, every time I see it, I don't I, know I why. I giggle, but it is awful. It is awful, yeah. It is awful. And they've done it more than once. Joe I just, Dante, I watched a video about Joe. Joe Dante could roll off the films in sequence. Well, the Dracula TV series from the what late 80s, that was his name there, right? It was Lucard. They had to fight Lucard. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Lucard. I have no idea. It's awful. I was just curious if that same thing pissed you off. No. This is confidential. Fo- and that's kind of Dracula. Fun. It's just funny, like the, the folder thing. It's a very simple just visual thing for the audience to get them involved into the story. But it's the same thing with when, and, and one of my favorite directors, Kevin Smith, he does it in his films and it pulls me out of it. When they show an air conditioning vent and they have the plastic streamers on it to it, to indicate that the viewer that there's cold air coming out of it. It's an old, it's an old, it's an old visual uh, trick, but we know what comes out of those. Yeah, I know exactly. 
And when somebody hands a manila folder, ooh, yeah, I know exactly the scene you're talking about. It's when Loki or whatever looks up. I would up say it's, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. dogma. And, uh, you know, dogma. Air conditioning. But, then, no but if you, you see it, at a, like, uh, you know, I, I know I'm getting off manila folders because God knows we got to talk about manila no, folders. No, please go back but to it, manila folders. But it's in it's in um, one of the best. <laughs> about, it's in one of the. <laughs> Favorite color and his favorite flavor, Manila. Niller, I call him Niller. I get, I get, I get the sweet taste, and then I also get a lot of fiber. By the way, FYI, now that you brought it up, I'm sitting here. We have a whole stack, and James knows exactly about the institution I work for with that crest right over there on the Manila folders. Oh, you do? I've never seen one with the. Oh, I'll so bring one home and show you. Okay, not to but be no. confused with, of course, birds. Birdman's crest. I'd send Bring it to your Bird house, Man's but crest. you'd go out, see it, and some some bitch would attack you because <laughs> <laughs> it'd have the thing on it. And yeah. you'd just whatever screwed. you do, don't step confidential. <laughs> I'll sl- I we have one of those too. I'll slant. I'll sl- slap confidential. Send it to his house, or you know, it Chad's in a van. You know, uh, but the fan thing, it's also, a, it's, in, it's in several, it's in one of the Dusk Till Dawn sequels too. They, they just put those streamers on the fan. They indicate that the fan's moving. But you know it's, it's like, moving. If you know it's moving, but you need that, that, the director thought that the audience was that stupid. And same thing with mail folders. Oh, oh, it has confidential or, oh, it has the, the, the secret government seal on it. There's something in there. I just I had, it, it just pulls me out. You could give that away with just the sound effect too of a, or is it exactly? Yeah. But what? Well, uh, by the way, we need to do a bonehead movie where the confidential thing we open it and it's like a brownie recipe, but not a good one. Like we're <laughs> just obviously being no. cut off of a box. And just Better yet, do you have just a brownie? It just needs to be a brownie. Do you have brownies? I mean, no. not right now. Well, then why did you bring it up? Because I like to torment you. That's what I'm here for. If they had chocolate God chunks in them. All right, James, which one you got? I've got actually, I've got an entire category. Because I was watching something the other day, and it spiraled me into this entire rage thing. And this is it, it's it's it was it's, it was something his kids were doing over. There. Sorry, I don't know something about reading books. I no no. Why is it that Hollywood and not only Hollywood TV and even books can't figure out how automobiles work? <laughs> like you, I was watching. I think it's uh, Foxfire. There's a scene in Foxfire where they pull up. The headlights are still on. They get out of the car and walk away from the car. They are not returning to that car. But they leave the headlights on. The door on. is open and the headlights are off. Yep. That, uh, more and more, I see it, and Walking Dead's guilty of it because it's just lazy riding. The the keys being above the visor. Oh, they, they all it. do it. That was my next one. And one of my favorite movies the of all time. opens if you just hit it right. If you just hit the trunk right, it'll just pop open. Big trouble in Little China. I have a spare key. Where do I keep your spare key? Oh, there's my spare key. Or they just lift it. Why? Why? Never. I do not have a spare key for my truck in my truck. And that's actually one of the things, too, I will say. It's so much of a trope that Last Action Hero made fun of it when he tries to shoot the car to make it blow up and the bullets just go into the trunk. Cars are if cars were that explosive, they'd be more regulated than they are. Yeah, right? I, was, I mean, yeah, it, I was going to chime in on you because that's one thing that kills me about movies is when they start firing and they shoot at the gas tank and then all of a sudden it just explodes. I'm like, it doesn't I think there's even that an one. episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia that makes fun of it where they actually shoot the gas tank and it just causes a gas leak and they're like, oh, well, okay. I mean, there's so that's my entire thing. Like, how is it that that it just takes me out of a movie if people don't understand how cars work. Like if you leave your headlights running, 
and somebody I, I actually did some research on this they said well for low budget film it was cheap plot you left the headlights on it was a way to film and it was cheap. right yeah. yeah yeah i figured yeah. okay that's fine that's cool but how did it become this trope where everybody that leaves their car just oh we'll leave the lights on leave the windows down sure we're in for the night but why not we'll just leave all this stuff you know I, and so the entire like I don't know. Uh, I mean, there's an entire, we could do an entire episode about stupid car trips. People having conversations with their yep. backseat riders like this, driving. How long can you do that? And they Three shoot them minutes in the face. and I ran down two people just try, testing it out. And they <laughs> shoot him in the face. You shot him in the face. And then, you know, also the, 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 and again, it's because you have to pull the audience in, but the sound effects that they use to, 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 to sound the, the car starting up, the car yeah. running. I've, you know, there's several, like, for example, I'm going to use this example later on, but Supernatural. The but car that's my there, favorite one. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> to me, it sounds like an Impala starting. Up. It, sounds like a, it sounds like a 350 or a 366. It doesn't matter. It sounds like a big Chevy engine starting up. I always appreciate it. I'm just saying when I can watch. That's for seasons, me, Chad. They did that for me. Yeah, sure that they was. Did. they were sitting there going, what can we do for Joe? <laughs> they, well, our- I'll tell you, they did it for people who knew who, what that's supposed to sound like, sounds like. That being said, though, when I can watch a movie and it has as much facts about an automobile, and I'm not a car guy, I'm not a car expert, but when I can sit there and I say, this is as believable as Toon says the driving cat from Saturday Night Live, you have pulled me out of your movie. I don't care how great your storyline is. But when it just becomes, yeah, it doesn't work. It just doesn't, yeah. So that's I, that's an entire category. But I have found the older I get, the more the stupid car cliches get to me. Nope. And they always find one that will start. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Even in the it, apocalypse. Yep, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Even in or, Jurassic Park. Oh, you know what? Actually, place has been it. abandoned for 20 years. They found the battery that start that Jeep. I'm going to go ahead and throw out the fact with no oil change or gas (laughs) gas, by the way, goes bad. It actually has a shelf life. It'll start turning to jail. And so, and the other flip side of that too, I'm going to call out my suspension of disbelief is pretty strong on some things. As I've often told Joe and Chad, I go into most movies and I try to keep my expectations really low. That way I don't get hurt. But I actually was sitting there thinking about these car cliches, and it made me think of Beastmaster 2, as one would. When the car travels through time, and at the end of the film, he goes over to the car, and what does he do with this amazing technology? He turns on the radio and walks away. I thought the movie ends, if I remember correctly. Call me out if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure. No, I don't think I've ever actually seen it. You haven't seen Beastmaster 2 through the portal of time? I am familiar with it, but I don't think I've ever actually oh, watched it. You should it. totally watch it, except it for that. <laughs> but no, that is how it ends. I'm, I'm relatively sure there's a sports car that gets sent back through time with him. And he ends up like he looks at the technology and there's all these primitive people gathered around it trying to figure out what it is. He walks over and he turns on the radio and walks away. Yeah, and let's not let, watch James. Let's not talk about the bullshit that's Army of Darkness. Well, Why I mean, would James no. get mad at that? Yeah, no, it's all <laughs> Chad. I, I don't mean to point this out. And also the fact that the skeletons are walking with no muscle, just fucking stupid. (laughs) I know. I love it. What? There's a stand-up comedian. Oh, so you got a shit on Ray Harryhausen now, are you? (laughs) I would say. Yeah, there's a stand-up comedian. And by the way, I know you all don't remember. I went off on a tangent on this on like episode three or four. There's a (laughs) stand-up comedian.
about how we have suspension of disbelief for some things and other things. Yeah. And he talks about he went to see uh, Superman Returns, Chad's favorite Superman film, oh, and uh, better and better he, than better than Man of Steel. And he talks about the scene where Superman gets oh. shot in the eye and the bullet yeah. bounces off. And he said, "I was in a crowded theater watching this, and a guy two rows down from me screams out, oh, man, come on.'" And he goes, "Wait a second, you came to a movie about a guy <laughs> that flies, but a bullet hitting him in the eye and bouncing off that made you lose your ability to enjoy the film." I don't know if you knew what you were watching. And my big thing about the guy who said, oh, man, come on. Did he not see any of the advertisement for that movie? Because that scene well, was no, featured prominently no. in the he damn commercial. He went to see a Woody Allen picture that was, <laughs> sold, was sold out, out. and all they he had does. seats to. He was there by, I just wanted to know what did happen to Hannah and her sisters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I came for the English patient and I saw this shit. <laughs> all this shit. I just wanted to see a burn victim. <laughs> Anyway. anyway but yeah so car cliches there you go it's a, it's an entire category we could walk through all the films that screw it up but there is just something about it the older i get where i'm like wait a second that guy hasn't looked at the road in five minutes now and it's another this talking about this cliche is a cliche the yeah. gun bullets never running out armor oh, yeah. darkness is another one that's terrible for that yeah well i mean gasoline and the the chainsaw too right i mean it never runs out never yeah. runs out even though the slogan for that movie was what trapped in time surrounded by evil low on gas low on gas there you go but they never brought it up as a plot point other than that movie post no no sam couldn't and by the bothered. way i have like i have like five copies of that uh, yeah, has anybody we, seen uh bruce campbell where he went on on twitter somebody tweeted out the the italian poster i guess is the original where he's got the hands up and he's all built and yeah stuff, uh -huh. and he doesn't show his face he tweeted out Somebody tweeted that and he retweeted it going, yeah, listen, that was totally Dino De Laurentiis saying, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies sell and we don't have to show your face. Good for so him. Yeah, no, I was like, hey. All right, here's my next one. I want to change it up a little bit. How people talk on the phone in movies is not how people talk in life. What, Chad, you all right? Chad stroked out. That was one of mine. I didn't mean to steal it. No, no, it's on. good. Specifically cell phones. No one says hello. No one says goodbye. They don't do any of that. And I, and I, by the way, I have read articles about script writing. It's like, well, so, and Hitchcock talked about this. Like, uh, you know, he didn't do movies about slices of life. His were about slices of cake. Yeah. And, and basically it's, you just cut movie stories where you cut out the boring bits. And I get it. But listening Even to though, people talk on the phone in movies will piss you off to think that is the rudest bastard ever. What do you mean you yeah. didn't say goodbye? What do you even Mr. Burns says ahoy hoy? Even though, by the way, you mentioned Hitchcock. I was reading this and they were talking about people who always talked about not overusing exposition, that then occasionally overuse exposition, and Hitchcock was one of the biggest offenders. And they used a couple of scenes from Psycho to demonstrate that. Well, the whole, the whole last 10 minutes, the last reel yeah. of Psycho, if he'd have just ended it there, can you imagine? But he couldn't. He had to explain the whole damn movie to yep. you. Yeah. And that's the last, and I enjoy it. But if he, think, if you just saw Norman Bates' mom turn around the scream, the eye, and, ah, and then the attack, movie ends. Yeah. Not that it isn't a class. I mean, and who am I to shit on site? <laughs> Somewhere Hitchcock is right. He is, is in heaven looking down saying, oh, Joe's right. I totally dropped the ball. And I, loved, I don't deserve I love it when they sit success. there and explain Norman and then it yeah, cuts to Norman with a fly. Cup. I, I wouldn't even hurt this fly. I'd love it. I just. Yeah, even in that last shot, of, in that shot of, of 
Anthony Perkins looking, you know, yeah. sinister. And, uh, yeah, it, yeah, and I agree with you, but who am I to shit on Psycho? The, yeah, the best slasher film ever made. That Texas Chainsaw Massacre, probably the two best. But is no, there I any, is, is there any film that you think gets telephones correct? Who, yes, I Good real word. quick, cabin, a cabin in the woods. When they're talking to the guy, the harbinger of death, that's yes, people do shit like that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they're yeah. making fun of each other. You got me on speaker. That shit. Yeah. Yes, that that to me, <laughs> that's what I like about that movie. That movie is is the horror films for the mundane. Yeah. The, of yeah. what if you've never seen Kevin Woods, I do like it a lot. Although I don't, I watched it a while back, and I, I actually thought it was slightly slow. <clears throat> and there's there's another one, even though it's very awkward. What the last part of swingers they get the phone there yeah where john favreau just keeps calling her and and leave and you know answer and he, he does it exactly correctly so much so that it is devastatingly painful to watch so yeah it's that's a good phone scene in, in my opinion is john favreau constantly leaving those voicemails for the girl that he just met how about but, thrill me thrill me yeah that that works that's okay you're talking about from night of the creeps yeah yeah i mean that's, that's but at, at least, least he says something it's like the mr yeah. burns ahoy hoy no one goes harlan ellison no bigger curmudgeon right yeah would say what do you want yeah or yeah 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 no I one mean, just picks up the phone and listens and then they start exposition i have x and you're going to do y and then we're going to meet at z by the way that's Click. you mentioned harlan ellison harlan right? ellison Harlan Nelson's one of his big thing. You mentioned phone calls. He hated when films did the private detective answered the phone. It's like, <coughs> sorry, I don't know where that came from. But I didn't he, know they, private detectives all had all were they, lungers. They, yeah, they they all had. They had the TV, you say. Oh, some of them. Uh, anyway, but where they they answered the phone and somebody like you were saying immediately speaks, but it's the okay. I can't tell you anything over the phone. Somebody could be listening, but let's meet at this location. Right. And Harvey Nelson would always say, No, I'm not going to show up. You'll be dead. <laughs> Click. Click. Because <laughs> Make- if somebody is listening, you just told them where we were meeting. It is so stupid. We're going to go meet. You know, that place that has the apple pie that puts the cheddar on it. You communist <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't eat you you know there is one and i'm going back into tv and i'm going to bring up one i just mentioned there is one horrible horrible constantly horrible example of how not to leave voicemails and talk on the phone supernatural every time dean answers that phone or calls somebody it is the most painful awkward scene that i could ever watch because nobody talks on a phone like that and now you know you almost wish that there was somebody on the other end of that phone talking and that you don't even have to hear the script they just made up script words so that person could talk to dean so his 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 acting and dean and uh jensen ankle ackles is that his name we call him jason ankles <laughs> he i i i honestly feel like he's a talented actor I, I really think so do. too. I think he's just playing Dean Winchester for 18 years. Yeah, and uh, but every time he picks up the phone and he he's either leaving a voicemail or talking to Castiel or his mom on the other line, other end, it's just it's just terrible. It's it he's he's not really taught it. Uh, you would think they would take the time to just stretch that out a little bit to make it seem like a legitimate phone call. But I know it's him hunting monsters and angels and demons and you know 
they're not really going for reality, but you know, yeah, I agree with you talking on the way people talk on phones and movies and TV. It's just atrocious. I don't know why we can't make that believable. We don't, we don't make any of that. We don't make ordering or paying at a restaurant believable. That no. was actually one of the ones I had for the closing one. Why is it that every movie, what do you want? I'll have a beer. And they automatically know what beer you want, how <laughs> big of a beer you want, or what do you want? I want a burger and it comes out fully dressed. And yep. like, I didn't ask for any of that noise. <laughs> There's only two movies that get it right. When Harry met Sally, and I'm not being sarcastic, seriously, of how yeah. people order. But yeah. in, and it's a scene of how people order. And then from, uh, not from Dust Dawn, but El, uh, Desperado, the yeah. sequel to El Mariachi. It's like, don't you have a clean glass? <laughs> this is warm. This glass isn't clean. What other kind of beer do you have? All we have is, is, is it, it tastes like piss chungo or whatever it's called. Yeah. That's the yeah. only, where, where else did they deal with that? Yeah. Do you ever, have you ever gone to a bar going, I want a scotch on the rocks? Okay. <laughs> no, I would like a beer. We have 75 micro brews. Do you like an IPA? Do you like something that's very hoppy? This shit is what happens in real life. How do you want that burger cooked? Would you like it fully dressed? No, our fully dressed doesn't only come with a pickle on the side. It also comes with sweet and sour pickles on the top with sweet relish. And also when they, when they deliver it, there's the fries. They never ask, do you want fries with that? Or would you By like the way, another side? We got, do you got tater salad? Because I, I swear to God, I want <laughs> potato salad. I don't give a shit what else you got. If you don't have potato salad, I'll take something else. You got? Do they got hush puppies? And, uh, Chad, taking hush puppies, and I'm taking <laughs> potato salad. We don't give a but, shit what the other sides are. By the way, I want to point out that you can also tell it's not reality for me because if it's me, I go, "Hey, can I get that burger you all have offered for the past five years?" Oh, we just discontinued. That. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah, that's true. We will never be bringing that back because only you ordered it, you caveman. Whatever. <laughs> also, can, can, then you order. It happens to me all the time. And then also, too, uh, can I have this burger? And then can you just drown it in ranch before you bring it to me? <laughs> oh, where do we get that at? That sounds sick, <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds You had me at ranch and potato salad. And 75 I guess that's one of the breeze. other non-American things that people can bash me on is the fact that I think ranch is disgusting. But he <laughs> likes blue cheese and mustard. Uh, I don't like, I like mustard. I don't, I don't, I've kind of, me and blue cheese have had a falling out. He's well, so that's French. just sad. He's yeah. so French. He just likes blue misspelled. He's just so French. <laughs> I like my mold. I get my penicillin with my dairy. I thought he's going to say with his dick. I don't know why. <laughs> I get my penicillin with my dick. Uh, I don't know, know why. what any of that means. Anyway, we got, I don't either. Yeah, <laughs> I got one. I'll go, I'll go. Okay, I'll go. And by the way, I just realized I have dropped a lot of F-bombs today, and I don't know why. I never do. But That's I have. okay. Um, so you're you're watching a big budget movie, a lot of special effects, a lot, a lot of a lot of computer generated images. Yet they still cannot put a good family photo together <laughs> using Photoshop. No, they can't. They can't. I don't know why they can't get them there a week before casting when they're doing. And I know we don't do rehearsals, but why do they? Sh they always look like shit. Why do every single movie? And why do they even use it if they can't do it correctly? That is because every time I see it, they show. Oh, here's me and my son, and it's a picture of the 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 the, the adult actor as a kid. 
photoshopped with a younger version of the young a younger picture of that actor and every single one is just terrible and um i kept looking for an example the only honestly the only one that came to mind was indiana jones and the last crusade i believe they have some they have some really bad photoshop in there now granted that is the the early 90s but there was a recent one uh in 1989 sir what did i say early 90s that's okay sorry no Um, don't get don't get upset it's not not like we did a whole episode on 89 Bite your or nose anything. Off. Not like you're dead to me now or anything. Hey. It's just not like we spend two I mean, episodes. You know who did more? 89. You know who did more research and was better prepared than Chad was? The people who wrote Crystal Skull. The people who went and got my burger and beer. <laughs> <laughs> Them bitches can read slammed. minds. They can read minds. No, say, yeah. Chad. No, it just every time I, and then there's a, there's another one um, that came out a few years ago called the book club. I've actually never seen it, but it comes up when I look, when I, when, as, as the <laughs> prime also example. I've never seen a book. <laughs> That's what these are, Chad. These are books. Oh, you bastard. You called, have to belong to a club to get those? This one here is called Hard Spell. It's about detectives who uh, solve magical crimes. Oh, no, ah. Hard Spells every time I talk to you and I hit my head. <laughs> That's no, a stroke. Uh, yeah, no, Book Club, it comes up as the most common example. It has like, they, they took uh, Jane Fonda, uh, Diane Keaton, Lily Tomlin, and the fourth actress in the movie, I can't remember. And they just took young pictures of them and they combined them into one. And it just, and it's supposed to be them posing in front of a book. And it just clearly looks fake. But yeah. there's this so is, many examples of this. This is Farnham's Freehold. It was written by Heinlein. He wrote that Starship Trooper movie that you watched. I've never read that, but I've read Starship Troopers. I've read yeah. a bunch of other Heinlein books. But I mean, anyway. But yeah, yeah, I did look up I, when I when I researched this because I was like, this is such a common it is and it's still true to this day. You still find movies with this horrible Photoshop in them. I think Tron and I, I know I'm like attacking James's favorite movies, but tr- the new Tron movie with Jeff Bridges, there's some clear horrible Photoshop in there with him of his and his son. But you know, it I looked no up since because they spent a hundred million dollars making Jeff Bridges young and it doesn't look awful. I mean, I'm sure it won't age well, none yeah, of that it, will, but no, but you know, they couldn't take the time to just blend that correctly. And I was, I was kind of curious and I, I did find and I, people, I'm gonna this came from Reddit, so take it for what it will. But the, the supposedly this person on Reddit works in the industry. Um, he said quite often there is little effort spent because the props department doesn't know the photo will be seen in detail. The director may take the, may, the director may make the decision while shooting to focus on that prop, thinking that the prop will just be in the background. They do as little as they think necessary in order to move on to the next project. Also, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, isn't that what we heard from, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But, uh, oh, why am I blanking? Andorian antennas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he made the comment. He said, "All the time we did prop work, eventually they would say, oh no, it's a background scene. Don't worry about it.'" And he said, "Anytime we heard that, we've learned to make it look great because inevitably, yeah, yeah what they would call a hero prop or a hero costume." Yeah, yeah. And and then also there's budget and time. The props department has a finite budget and short schedule in which to create some, some sometimes vast quantities of props. The more important the prop, the more time and money, which includes staff pay. And probably the close-up or insert shot wasn't even shot that day. Right. So, Or it could have been shot second unit. But you would think at this point in time, and, and filmmaking has been going on for a long time, that they would go, oh, we're going to do a photo. Let's make it believable. 
And still to this day, nope. I have not seen, I can't think of one movie. Can you all think of one movie that has shown a photo of actors marriage together where it's actually believable? Because every single one looks like shit. They're, they're, yeah, but I think they took a real photo. It's Elf of James Conn looking at a photo of him and his and his mother when they were kids. But I, it's one of those where I'm pretty sure that's just an image of James Conn, an Con, actual photo of James Conn. I think you're right. Yeah, that they pay, and I'm assuming they paid whomever that lady is in that picture. But that looks dead up. That so much so that they cut to it like a half a dozen times in the movie. And then there's movies that have like a, a whole montage at the beginning of different photos, like as a, as a, as a, you know, narrative to build up to the point where they're at versus having to tell it. Yeah. And all those photos are clearly just merged together for no reason, just cheaply. And I it just, every time I see it, it throws me out of the movie and I get angry. Yeah. So there you go, James. I, you know, the one I'm going to talk about is uh near and dear to my heart because as you know i'm a huge proponent of the second amendment uh gun silencers god in heaven they get that wrong gun silencers do not make guns silent Uh, i actually did the research on this i wanted to make sure i had my data correct so there uh uh, Uh, it's pronounced data um thank you uh pulaski um (laughs) four people he has a cat named spot uh, anyway, uh, as the, uh, the there was an article written by or, or presented by, I should say, What Culture, which I what? guess is a website. Yeah, I know, uh, but they actually did the research on this, and I'm going to quote the research here. The average gunshot is between 140 to 190 decibels. That's the range, and a silencer can effectively reduce that by between 15 to 45 decibels. That means, and this is where I did my own math, that means assuming you have the lowest volume gun and have the best silencer on it, you've got a 140 decibel gun, you put a 45 decibel reducer on it, that means it's going to be 95 decibels. Do you know what that means? It sounds like a motorcycle engine when you shoot it. The pop is going to sound as loud as a motorcycle engine being next to you. I Joe, sell that to, Joe, not my it. motorcycle. It's not street legal. Okay, then it's yeah. You could elect yourself muted for that one. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Go back to your shitty blue cheese. Anyway, <laughs> with a your EU spelling, EU spelling. Man, what did I say? Anyway, that's it. it I'm switching the French dressing. You. So it's also it'd be the equivalent to a chainsaw pull, right? That's how loud it would still I be. Get mine I say that to say, um, I. I I know people are huge fans of it and it, it is played as humorous in this, but that means John Wick chapter two has a very erroneous scene or two in it. The yeah. only movie that I know of that actually gets the silencer right is the first born film, the born identity. There is a scene that at the very end where he, there is a silencer used as somebody is killed and it, you hear a solid thwack sound when he pulls the trigger. That is actually the most accurate scene huh. for that. So gun silencers in films are usually played completely wrong, as are, as I guess this is my armaments rant, as are hand grenades. Fragmentation grenades do not blow up entire buildings. The only time that I'm aware of that those are shown correctly in film is the thin red line, which I think Eddie Harrelson has one that gets pulled lots on him. You mean Woody Harrelson? Yeah, Eddie is his stunt double in the scene. Shut yeah. up, Chad. <laughs> I blew up my I blew off my ass. I think that's <laughs> yeah. 
And he oh, slowly but. bleeds he to death. He actually uses the word butt in thin oh. red line. I blew up uh, my butt. He, he slowly dies. He, he does say butt. He slowly dies there, right? Yep. But he doesn't get pulverized or blown out. That is actually much more screen accurate than when you see somebody throw a grenade and the entire building goes up. It is a very localized, fragmented explosion. And so as much as I love action films, uh, if you ever think, I can do a silencer and get away with it, you will not. It's still going to make a lot of noise, and a grenade is not going to blow up an entire house, unless it happens to hit a gas line, in which case, meh, maybe. That you know being what? said, those are two cliches that are starting to get really played out for me, where it's like, oh, and by the way, I'm a huge James Bond fan, and James Bond has used silencers wrong forever. You but, know, I really want to see a movie <clears throat> where somebody takes a me too. Let's go, let's <laughs> yeah, What's it called? It's a good it, idea. Is it a Derringer? Yeah. yeah. Like, I want to see somebody get a Derringer and put a silencer on it. That's just take, just take it out of their, the, take it out between between uh, you know underneath their dress, pull it out, then put the silencer. They'd have on. to have. They'd actually have to move the silencer twice because it's two barrels. Exactly. So you'd have it. Depending on which one, yeah, you they, shot they would first. unscrew it, they shoot it, and then they'd unscrew it. That's exactly they'd literally have to move it down. It's like a double I, I barrel shotgun, only like see, this. I would love to see that in a movie just for shits and giggles. Somebody get on that. So I'm sorry, no, that's that's my one. I, I was thinking about it the other day, and I can always remember my my yeah, father that's... saying when he was in the military, he was like, "Yeah, we use silencers. They're still loud as hell." You know, that's honestly though. This is the one that's the one because I thought about putting that on here. That's the one where I'm like, okay, I know it's not like I know that's not true, but I don't mind it. I just honestly well, they've used the same sound effect for every silencer ever. It and I like changes. that sound. And it's for some pew, reason, I pew, like that sound pew, effect. I love it when I hear pew pew. And it only here's another thing that I don't think James mentioned, and I'm pretty sure it's true. The silencer only works a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. You they can't empty a clip through it. It won't last, right? Yeah. Did this come yeah. up in your research? It only works like two or three times. It's huh. You get less and less silence. Well, because you bore out more of the thing yeah. that sounds it, right? I mean, yeah. you have a projectile spinning through it that's carving it. And it also makes it less accurate. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, once again, I'm a huge James Bond fan, and I'll forgive them. Well, let me ask you this, James: Does the person holding the gun sideways bother you? Not at all. Okay. You know why? Because that looks cool. <laughs> it looks cool, but it's stupid. Oh no, it's dumb, man. But the thing is, that being said, where that started as as a trope, that casing is going to put out your eye, Ralphie. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, well, and I think where that trope started was it was supposed to be like you saw a lot in movies where it's supposed to be street gangs, right? They'd be, like, I'll yeah. pop you. And in all fairness, those people didn't know anything about guns. So it made sense that they would be like, oh, yeah, I just want to do what looks cool. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I gave that a buy. So there you go. That trope doesn't bother me. Now, by so the way, you're, you're fine with idiot. What you just said were idiots following ignorance. I would say, no, no. And that's willful I, ignorance. I think the difference is, Joe, if, if it's one of those things where, okay, let me, let me caveat that. If you want me to convey to me, hey, this guy's just a street tough. He doesn't actually know how guns work. He's just trying to look intimidating. That's fine. If it's a Jason Statham movie where he's supposed to have all this top secret trading and be a mil uh, you know a military expert, if he comes at me like that, I agree. I am out. All right. Well, the usual the suspects. Kaiser Soze kills that guy at the end just that way, sideways. Yeah. Kaiser yeah. Soze is supposed to be all-knowing and controls everything. 
Yeah, he's wrong. So Kaiser Soze is not Well, that means he, he also is – he can control the laws of physics. I yeah. don't think it's that. Plus, that's on top of that, uh, we're, not supposed not to talk about, we're not supposed to talk about him anymore. <laughs> what do you mean we're not supposed to talk to – I swear, if I could have just cut my feet. <laughs> I will point out, uh, James talked about Superman Returns earlier, so he started it. <laughs> No, I, I I watched the. We're edited not supposed to talk about Brian Singer. I Ooh. watched it. I watched the edited cut of that. It uh, it doesn't mention any of those people. It now just says DC says sorry several <laughs> times during the credits. I think they need to do that on more than DC just Superman sorry. Returns. <clears throat> All right, here's another one that drives me crazy. When I was doing this, there were several that just came to mind, and then of course I always research it and look at what other people say. But this is. They're in the middle of a pandemic. They're in the middle of the aliens coming. There's in the middle of something huge happening. They walk by a television or the TVs all go and it explains everything that's happening in that moment. Yeah, they turn it on at exact the same time. There it is. It's the president. <laughs> it's the somebody. And there's just a, my fellow Americans, big ass lizard just stopped <laughs> the shit out of downtown Hong Kong coming this way and they even because they, they even, didn't have. They did not have the Burberry he was looking for. <laughs> they even he's got to go downtown to do some shopping. And furthermore, they even get they get phone calls. Hey, yeah. Joe, get on the TV. There's something going on right now. On and channel. And, and, and a lot of times, just turn the TV on. They don't even give you the channel. I have 400. And you can't do that anymore. Fuck you. I don't have, I don't have cable. I'm streaming. By the How way, are you supposed I, to turn the TV on? I Is do it on Hulu? Say- Is it on Amazon? I do want to say a little bit dark, but this is true. There was a time when you could turn it on and it didn't matter what channel you were watching, you were going to get alerted, and that was 9-11. That's true. Because I did get that phone call, and they were like, turn on the TV. This actually did happen to me. And I said, and I literally was asleep. And I said, what's going on? Like, the person who said it to me was like, it's bad. I turned on the TV. I don't even remember what channel it was on, but sure enough, that ticker was going across the bottom of my screen. I'm trying to think. 9-11 was the first time that ever happened to me. I think that was Columbine. Nine, it didn't happen. 9-11 happened with me because I happened to turn on the TV right when the second... I, this is getting dark, but this is no, when no, the, second, I mean, when the but, second airplane hit. I actually turned it on right when it happened. Well, that, thank God just, we didn't have a president at that time who got on the television and yeah. my fellow Americans. But, he but, was reading. By the way, there is a great, turning this back to a little bit of comedy, there is a great Saturday Night Live sketch when Joe Pesci hosted that makes fun of that because they're the criminals and their master plan is we'll rob the bank, we'll go to the hideout, we'll watch the news, and we'll find out what's going, you know, we'll find out where they're looking for us, and then we'll go to the other place. And sure enough, they turn on, but they get, keep getting interrupted because there's a dog food commercial that's like, I'm a happy puppy dog. And Joe Pesci is freaking out going, go back to the news. I need to know. And it's the dog commercial keeps looping because there's an error at the station. It's the only commercial, it's the only one I've ever seen that actually makes fun of that trope. But it, it so it's a Joe Pesci sketch probably from the early 90s. I only have two more that I want to mention real quick. Go for it. And they're both back to the food. They never eat their food. You never just watch two minutes of somebody downing a cheeseburger. Now, I know probably most people don't want to see that. But why do they never eat their food? And they, yeah, they get up and walk away. Food. They give up and walk away. And without paying nine times out of ten. Or their, that their beer that they just got that was generic beer. Yeah, that was That's just a beer. Thing. And then, but here's what's really killing me. They make a date and exchange no details. Yeah. Can I pick you up at eight o'clock? Sure, you can pick me up at eight o'clock. 
Where am I picking you up at eight o'clock? Where are we going? What will you be driving? Will you be calling me beforehand? Do you have a home? Are what am I supposed to, to wear? Me? Am I picking you up at work? Am I picking is it you up at school? Is it am informal? I picking you at home? If you're at work, why are you still at work at eight o'clock? Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, I, I want to jump back onto the food thing. This is another one that throws me for a loop. Either you wake up in the morning or you come home for dinner and you have this perfect spread. Everything is laid thing, out. They do, they do breakfast like yeah. that all the time. It's all, mm -hmm. And it's all laid out on the table, perfectly organized. How many orange of us have juice. ever had a meal like always that? Always orange juice. For yeah. can, I, can I add always something? Always glasses of orange juice and they take one bite and walk out. Can I, can I add to your all's food rant? Because it's yeah. actually something I've noticed. How do you know if somebody in a film has bought groceries? How do you know that's what's in the bag that they're holding? It's because a loaf of bread is sticking out and usually some green leafy vegetables at the top. Right? Yeah, you're right. Dana Barrett walks in. The only thing that she's got is those marshmallows. Yeah. It's different than anybody else. But I mean, every, like I was thinking about it. I was like, I can't think of a film where they're packing groceries where there's not like a baguette or a bread or something. And you're then right. like, a leaf of lettuce is hanging out to say, oh, do you know what comes in grocery bag? Groceries. So just in case you weren't sure, here's bread, the staple of life, and here's a vegetable. Sorry. I have something crazy out of the bag, like a roll of toilet paper. What's another one? Yeah, unless it's a comedy, nobody ever has to buy toilet paper. You nobody ever buys toilet paper, but why don't they have something else out of the bag that says they went to get groceries? This is some shit that you all eat that you, that's not leafy greens, eggs, and bread. To to the credit of Blue. To, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. He does uh, at least Elwood Sorry, Blues. I'm on a letter, Kenny Kick. Elwood Blues at least does have to buy cheese whiz for that one guy. You get my cheese whiz, boy. Remember that's that true. That's a great scene. He buys cheese with. So we know at least one person didn't buy bread and a leafy vegetable. That's true. That's true. By the way, the fact I can quote, you get my cheese with, boy, means that I've watched that movie. I think a lot of people can quote that, but I, I wish you would stop movie. saying it to me. I wish you'd buy me some cheese with so I could stop. I've asked for one thing over our years of friendship, and I've I don't think, to get a bottle I of cheese I think it's with. a lot more whiz than it is cheese. <laughs> Oh, um, who's up? Should I, you, Chad, you, James, another you, go. One you go, you know, I'm going to talk about one. Chad, this one will hit you uh, because you're going to know the source material where it comes from. Fridging, okay. fridging. I, I didn't, I, I'd heard that term, but I didn't realize actually exactly where it came from. I thought it came from uh, that the reason it happened that way in its original source was because the term came before it, but I was, I was told I was wrong. Um, that's when you intentionally hurt a female character to motivate a male hero. It comes from Green Lantern. Uh, the Kyle Rayner Green Lantern, his girlfriend was oh, killed and yeah. put in his refrigerator. By major force, yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and I, it is a classic trope, right? I mean, women being used to manipulate the hero goes back to the Odyssey, goes back to all of that stuff. However... I do think we're wearing this. I think after 2,000 some years, we need to let this go because it pops up everywhere. Deadpool 2, matter of fact, if you watch... Um, Every Zack Snyder film. What's the what's the children-friendly version of Deadpool called? Once Upon a Deadpool or something? Once Upon a Deadpool, yeah. Because uh, my kids have watched it. And F Fred Savage even has a line, did you just fridge Vanessa? And it's exactly that. They kill Vanessa because otherwise, why would Deadpool keep go back out there? 
Uh, Star Wars Attack of the Clones. We need Anakin to have a point where he turns. It's not enough that they've taken him away from his mother. We've got to kill Shmi. Uh, Thor the Dark World. we got to kill his mom because otherwise he'll just keep being Thor, I guess. Pacific Rim Uprising kills one of the characters from the first movie just to motivate the guy to come out of retirement. Have you guys ever seen uh, Pacific Rim Uprising? No. I watched 30 minutes of it to make that reference. Uh, I got, it, I got it 10 minutes It is almost, in. it is pretty damn bad. Yeah, I got uh, 10 minutes in and turned it off. One of your favorite films, Chad, and I hate to hurt your feelings, but Shocker does it a couple different ways. Oh, God, Shocker, yeah. Um, but by the way, even, even behind the scenes, Sylvester Stallone, if you watch the special features of Rocky Balboa, he uh, behind the scenes, he goes, literally, if we didn't kill off Adrian, there's no reason for Rocky. If he's happy and still married and he's doing okay, he, yeah. he owns a restaurant, why would he agree to anything? We have to kill her to motivate him. And I'm like, God, that's, that's I mean, surely you can do something else. Do it for charity. Uh, by the way, we mentioned it earlier, and, and I love Supernatural, but Supernatural is another one. From the very pilot, why does Sam eventually agree to go with Dean? Oh, yeah, that's because not only did his mother die, but then his you know girlfriend was on the roof on fire. So, you know, it's uh, or on the ceiling on fire. Uh, by the way, and I love this show, and I'm not, I'm saying this is a trope. I'm not saying these are bad shows. These are trope drink but the boys when does when does the boys pivot it's when his girlfriend gets killed right before he kisses her and he gets blood splatter all over yeah so what would you rather they do she gets blood splatter all over he gets a butt on it and goes boy that saved me a really hard conversation no no next week or two because that would be i would laugh my ass off going (laughs) man no no i just just have this fear of I'm just saying, and now I have a fear of commitment. But that ain't a worry anymore. That I, uh, now I don't have to have no, no, it. I, Thank I you said, so much. Hi, dude, who runs fast. I can't even remember his name. Yeah, uh, A-Train. A-Train. Thank you, A-Train. Um, by the way, the fact I remember A-Train, but forget my children's name. Again, it's a 2,000-year-old or more trope about the woman being the damsel in distress or being the one that suffers to motivate the guy. He has to go save her. It is an old trope. I do think it's interesting, though, that James very rarely, very rarely drink, I drink all my Kool-Aid. Very rarely do we see the flip side of that, right? There's there's very few heroines that have to go, oh, I've got to go be heroic now because my man done died. My man done died. <laughs> By the way, that's... Uh, hold on. Well, you know, right, even with... You no, know, even with... So there's a movie called Peppermint that I actually liked. I like Peppermint as well. Years, but they uh, couldn't Bart just... Bart Mixon in front of the show. What'd you say? Bart Mixon, friend of the show. Did Bart the, Mixon, who did the effect. Yeah, he did the makeup effects as friend of the show. But you're right. They couldn't just kill her man. They had to kill her man and kids. Yeah. No. If it's a woman, they can't just kill her man. They have to kill the whole fan family. You yeah. know, the only the only time where, well, there's one pure, pure example where. I was so sexist. That didn't happen. Middle-aged white men have it so bad. Oh, Taken 3 dead. does that too, right? They what? have to kill. In Taken 3, don't they kill his wife? They kill his wife. And that's why he eventually, I mean, by the well, way. now I don't have to see Taken 3. Well, I, Chad, spoiler, it's in the first 10 minutes, I think. It's kind of like Tekken. Yeah. Except less punching. There's less punching, but more, more shooting. taking. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, RoboCop. Well, they just it, killed him. Yeah, yeah. Brought him <laughs> he back. came back for revenge because they killed him. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> well, he doesn't really come back for revenge. He comes um, back as a tool of the corporation. Yeah, and then he kind of has a memory. I want to go. 
I, you know, that's an interesting point. Is it for revenge or is he just going, trying to figure out his death, trying to solve his past death? Oh, which by the way, and that's huh. actually another thing. I mean, it's I a minor. It's actually revenge. Sorry. It's a minor, minor, minor. Dark, dark, dark man's another example. They, he didn't, they didn't really hurt her. No, but she didn't go back after them either. After they killed her man, they nope. had to kill her man and kids to get her pissed off. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it's, it's a cliche. I'm not saying it needs to be done away with entirely. Cause I love the boys. I love supernatural, I love, but can it we does. It, it is getting a little old of the, the yeah. you know, the, 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 and I agree with James on this and is that there needs to be something else for female characters other than just a, a motivator for the men to do, do, do their thing. Yeah. So, so that, yeah. By the way, and that's my entire thing. Have you ever, and I, and I say this, I love my wife, but <laughs> I, that, I need to start. That needs to be another one. If you start out a sentence with, I love someone, you're about to kill them. <laughs> Keep going. No, no but, but don't he's you about to go kill somebody because he killed, you have to kill himself. Don't you, uh, don't you occasionally motivate yourself? Like, that's my entire thing. Like, why, why does there always have to be some divine spark, if you will, to like, I wasn't going to go to college, but then it turns out my great uncle got hepha and I can go and find the cure. Hepha-semenomia? Yeah, look it up. It's very deadly. I have no idea. I just put, I put by the way, I will get a letter in the mail from the hepha Association going, you shouldn't mock us. That's not funny. And if it goes viral, we'll get more hits. So go ahead and I piss know. them people off. So anyway, hepha I want people to give that are punks. Let me look at that. Now, watch it be people who don't know what Hephaestus is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you gotta. But it is true that uh, the counterpart to that is if it's a woman, it can't just be her man got killed and I'm going to get revenge. It's her man and children. It almost always is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I never thought of that one. Well, and, and partially, true. and that actually leads to another point. Why, even in the most post-apocalyptic film, I, I'm going to pick on. Uh, uh, is it Fury Road, the last Mad Max? Movie? Yep. Yep. I love Fury Road. And they do a great job with Charlize Theron making her look battle hardened and all of that stuff. And she does phenomenal. The movie's great. I enjoyed Tom Hart. It's great. That being said, somebody pointed out to me, and I've not looked at the movie the same way. They find those three women, and they're scantily clad, and they're supposed to be in the apocalypse, but they are very clean. Right. Like they're clothes. I mean, they're sand. Yep. But their clothes are clean. They're very revealing clothes and all that stuff. And I'm like, and somebody pointed out to me, so wait, Shirley Cerrone and Tom Hardy are literally in the desert, battle hardened, beat up, all this stuff. And they are just, oh, they are clothes are, their clothes are laundered, their makeup's done. There. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you got me. I don't know. So, no, it's very, it, it's always beautiful women, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like the, the same- guys are always, we get the mutant looking guy driving the truck that looks like he ain't seen a shower in 18 years. Yep. Then they get out of the truck and they're like, oh. no, I, I, or or she's going to take off her, which this has been made fun of too. This is a cliche of a cliche. She's going to take off her glasses and let down her hair, and now she's beautiful. That's actually was what the, one of my brief ones. I'm going to be like, okay, now let me know when I start to become sexier. Shit, bet put those back on. <laughs> put those back on, you beady eyes. Control bastard. your urges. You my my, my, my desk just became one of those stand up fan things. <laughs> I mean, he's taking off glasses. It's not from an erection. He's literally <laughs> no, he's, having convulsions. He's having issues. Or I'm um, no. Professor Xavier. Throwing, uh, taking off glasses and brushing your hair automatically making you a sex symbol, especially if you're a woman. Yeah. 
it, it's, it's really amazing. sexist, actually. Yeah, well, I mean, the only time it happens, I mean, in Superman, right? I mean, and especially Christopher Reeves playing him because he changes his posture, he changes everything. Yeah, he changes everything. And, and that to me, but that being said, outside of that, I have never, ever, ever, and, and Chad, you wear glasses. I, I've never had anybody, like I take off my glasses to clean them and nobody has ever seen me like that and been like, oh my God, <laughs> what yeah. does happen? They're like, oh, he has slightly less stuff on his face now. Hello, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Beady-eyed bastard. Just <laughs> them um, back on. So that's that's yeah. So that's another one. I agree, and it, it it's another sexist cliche trope, trope fish cliche, whatever. Um, I, yeah, yeah. That's that's one. By the way, and, and I'll end with one other one that I was going to throw out because I think it pops up quite a bit. Joe, if you yeah. need to show somebody has been through trauma, but you don't want to show the trauma, what's a great way to show that? Through flashbacks. No, no, Joe. What you have them do is either shave their own head, yeah. cut their own hair, or cry in the shower. And if you need to say it's been the ultimate trauma, you do both. Yeah. Because if they oh, if they cut their own hair and then you show them crying in the shower, oh, something has happened to that person. You know, though, I feel bad about the last one because I literally had a friend telling me a story this week about them crying in the shower. No, <laughs> and by the way, trauma. By the way, I get it. You were telling me it. that I was having a, a flashback to yeah. a coffee Wednesday. So I, I know, I know it does happen. I am not mitigating the fact that. Listen, let's we've all cried in the shower at some point. But I'm just saying now. I'm movie. starting to think are your other thing lies. Chad, go get a silencer and let me shoot you. <laughs> but, let's see how loud my, the damn thing is. I'll go get my Derringer. Let's <laughs> get but, some WD forty. That's the thing is everybody's screwing around with it, trying to get it. There's yeah. people shooting at you. You're trying to get it in the hole. Oh, it's jammed. Hold on. Time I got Hold on, time Guys, I, I got to be stealthy. No, or Chad's got a Derringer going. Is it Roddy Toddy Lefty Lucy? <laughs> Hold on. Is this oh my God! They got a blunderbuss. A blunderbuss. <laughs> You need a silencer for your blunderbuss. <laughs> I think we just named the episode Blunderbuss Silencer. Episodes I can never keep up with all the anyway, episodes. Blunderbuss. But no, no, I, I do think that's because it's it's usually this it sounds terrible, but it's usually shorthand for film, especially if it's about a woman. It's usually a sign of sexual assault, something like that. Right. And they don't want to name it in the film, but they want to convey it, so it'll be like, oh, she's changing her appearance, she's cutting her hair, so she'll look less attractive. And she's getting in the shower crying and all. And that's, again, it conveys it, but it's been done so much that it's became a cliche in its own right. And I've got one more that is very personal. You keep saying that. You just said but you had I, one more, two more ago. I have a, my list pulled up on the right, and I, I left this one off. But it's very, very near and dear to my heart. Because, gentlemen, if I was in a film, I wouldn't get to be the protagonist. I'd have to be the fat, funny friend. Yes, Heavy set people are not the heroes. No, no. They are not, they are not sexual beings. They are no. not, they are there to crack a joke, throw a pie, or get they, sad because they threw the pie that they wanted to eat. Oh my God, it's getting to me now. Anyway, um, you know, the last person who could be, and I'm not saying it's a sexual being, but the last person who, and it wasn't Chris Farley, it was John Candy. John Candy. Yes. have a relationship or a wife or any of those things in a movie. Now, in a sitcom, it's different. But yeah, in the yeah. actual movie that you go see, John Candy was the last fat star. 
yes. Star yeah, Star. What do you all think? Yes. No, I absolutely. It wasn't like the idiot or no. the, and I'm not, not, and before people start writing me letters about Chris Farley was, a G, I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying. No, but he played the, in Beverly Hills Ninja. He ain't playing a Mensa King. Right. We're talking about Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. It's not the same thing. John is delirious. Uh, only the lonely. Only the lonely. He gets the girl, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they don't make those movies. And John Candy was the last on the, and feel free to text us, but, or text us, hopefully. And no, Kevin James doesn't count. Well, because Kevin James. Well, he plays an idiot. He's Paul Blart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could argue the counterpoint of Seth Rogen. But But Seth is skinny now. Well, yeah, he now. So is Jonah Hill. And and then even if he gets the girl, it's because, and I'm, and I'll, keep this edit it's like the babysitter which is a movie i enjoyed the whole opening is about well you know it's just uh joe it's the sitter is it the sitter it's the the babysitter is a club and there's also adventures in it well i've heard that well anyway in the sitter the joke is well you know he does really he's fat so he's good at oral sex right yeah but so that's not that's not which isn't untrue but that is, that is my last kind of one I wanted to bring up because it's, it's something that I do think about. There, uh, there was an entire conversation uh, about Star Trek. Oddly enough, we, we had Nick Meyer on the show and I was watching Twitter. Drop it because one more time, James. Drop it yeah, everybody should go watch our Nick Meyer episode. They I should. think everybody should just watch that. We had Nick Meyer um, on our show. But that being said, no, they were talking about how Star Trek has, has done a, a great job of, of ha- having more representation of gender and diversity and all that stuff. And they even have, if you watch Discovery, they have people with different abilities. There is somebody that's in a wheelchair. There is somebody, you see them in the background. That being said, I remember years ago, and this would have probably been when Deep Space Nine was still on the air, they interviewed one of the costume people. And they said, listen, aliens come in all shapes and sizes, but if you want to be in in the Federation, if you want to be in a Starfleet uniform, you had better be fit. And I, I remember that interview because I'm like, God, I will never, it doesn't matter if all of a sudden I develop acting skills. I'm yep. not going to be No. But I would never get to be, I, I would get to be a Horta or a Gorn or a whatever, but I would never get to suit up in a Federation uniform as, as a human. Um, and I, I do think about, you know, as I think about those cliches, it's, it's amazing that we do have these shows. I'm picking on Star Trek because I love it so much. But you have all these shows that are like, oh, there's all sorts of people. As a matter of fact, I will give credit one thing that the show Breaking Bad did well was when they showed the DEA, they showed a DEA that was believable. Mm-hmm. There's some of those people that I would not think would be able to chase me too long. They would just shoot me. Um, and so I do think that that's something as well, is that often when we show, you know, police force or, or private detectives, they're always these ripped, oh, I can run forever people. And that's, that's not usually, I mean, don't get me wrong. No offense meant to our active service men or our women or or our police. Uh, Is this uh, still going? Uh, but there are some of you that aren't exactly ripped. Well, just their pants. Anyway, so the, those are some cliches that I, I think pop up occasionally. So once again, I'm going to lose some weight and take off my glasses so I can be a sex symbol. Oh, just put them back on. All right. So who said we'll just, that? Who said yeah. that? Why is it? Why is y'all some braille? Is this why y'all? Braille? Why'd y'all become blurry blobs? Hold on, hold on. This is an old joke. But why do you feel so cold? <laughs> That's an inside joke that none of the rest of you are going to get. I'm glad, James. It's terrible. It's terrible. 
but we have a story anyway is there anything else gentlemen uh i think that i think every episode or every podcast after this that tries to do an episode about tropes and cliches they don't need to it's, it's been done we've done it's it done it's, you're uh, gonna be doing cliches of cliches you're just impersonating us let it go he's so cold why are you so cold <laughs> y'all are so cold all right this has been bonehead weekly Grrrr. <sniffs>